Welcome to A House in the Air, a podcast of testimonies from people living in unconventional homes. Their stories wave together the hopes and struggles to find financial stability and freedom in the land of the American dream. I'm your host, Paola Escobar. This is episode seven, and we are today with Shep and Lauren and with their babies. So I hope you don't mind their super cute voices around. This is going to record all of our voices. Okay. So I'm going to ask some questions to your mom and to your dad and to, your, and to you too. So for how long did you live in an RV? Two, Two years. years. Pretty mm -hmm. much like on the dot, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Somewhere 2019? Yeah, I think it was like July 18th or 19th. Yep, to summer 2021. Yep. <laughs> A couple things happening at once. We had been practicing minimalism for a few years before then. So it was like reducing our consumption, reducing our footprint, living smaller, living more simply. Um, and then that opened up more financial opportunity because once we weren't buying as much um, stuff and consuming as much and we were living smaller, we had more resources. And so that opened up the possibility of not having to work as much as we were working. And so I just got a, a point in my job where I was, I wanted a break. And so we both left our jobs and decided to like, we had also been looking at tiny houses and we were thinking that that was going to be our next move, but it was like seemed too expensive and too far off. So we ended up trying out an RV as a way to live really small. And Yeah, and then I left my job, he left his job, and we started traveling in an RV um, for about six months. Yeah. And then we had some like family stuff happen, plus the pandemic, and then we had staying um, at the RV park. Wow. I never knew that part of the story, so really? it's, like, it's like fun to, to hear it. Yeah, we were just so fascinated with the tiny house movement and just the idea. And I'd always been fascinated with... Um, RVs and the idea that like home could be everywhere at the same place and just like open um, keep open the door of adventure and um, we just had Mari at the time and so being able to spend all that time with her and go to national parks and just like be together as a family um, in those early months of her life was just so special well always hold that dear to our hearts wow yes yeah. I imagine Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But you are no longer living in an RV. <laughs> no, we're not. I think about it sometimes. I think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that that was, it was a chapter for us. Um, but, you know, freedom and endless adventure, there's like another side of that, which feels a little bit like being rootless sometimes, being like, unstable um and community is something that's really important to us as you know from how we were at the park and so um living in an rv and living that way you kind of like wake up every day asking yourself like 
is that how long are we doing this? Like, what's next? Is this forever? You know, there's like an impermanence to it. And that becomes like mentally, at least I found that to be mentally like tiring, <laughs> exhausting to have to like constantly ask myself, like, you know, is, are we, how much longer are we doing this? Are we, you know, and then we ended up having a second child. And so that created some urgency around like that question of like, is this, how long are we doing this? Is forever? Um, we, I think we knew it wasn't forever, but, um, we just wanted stability. I just wanted to decide like where in the universe are we going to call home and like have that be a fixed place um, so that we could build our lives around it. Because I think it was, it was difficult for us to invest fully in where we were because we didn't know if we would, how long we would be there. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you're like, you don't necessarily want to like, you know, put your kid in school or like join all these like commitments and like get super involved because um, you feel like, is this, you know, is this for five years? Is this for five months? Is this for five weeks? Um, so, yeah, so I think that was probably the biggest decision. And then once we committed to here, um, you know, it, it made sense to do a, a permanent home and, like, land and a place that we could invest in for the long run. You have covered a lot of topics, but I want you to tell me specifically what are the advantages of living in an RV. So many. <laughs> <laughs> I think specifically an RV as opposed to other like, you know, small footprint dwellings, there's just like less of a barrier between you and the world. And I think it reminds you that like, you know, you don't have, like sometimes we live in these like giant fortress yeah. homes that just cut us off from each other and from the world and from nature and from, you know, there's, I think this, you know, people live in these McMansions because they, they want control and security um, and I think there's a risk to that which is like you cut yourself off so I the, one of the things I love about the RV is you just like feel con it's almost like camping or something like you feel connected to the outdoors you feel connected to the community you can see what's going on because it's such a small like footprint of a place you feel like you sh you know you should you want to be outside more maybe Mari could say too what do you like about living in the RV Mari do you remember I like that I had a room. You had a room, mm -hmm. yeah, you did. What else? Anything else? A TV. A TV? <laughs> Can have all the same things, just in a smaller, smaller footprint. Yeah, I mean, the ease of cleaning, the ease, like you just, you naturally just don't have as much clutter and as much stuff. And, you know, there's something nice about that, right? Uh, you know, you, your mind isn't preoccupied with all these, I don't know, extras, I guess I would put it. And so you kind of get to, you know, enjoy your kids more, enjoy, totally. you know, totally. your wife, your limit. husband, whatever it is. What's that? You're like a constrained limit, yeah. from bringing more stuff into your life. And so you don't even look for it anymore. It forces you to stop the like consumption cycle because you're like this there's no space for this i can't bring anything else into my life so now i don't have to think about stuff anymore i can just like be with my family i can think about activities and memories and that kind of stuff and if you do want to bring something in it's kind of like well i need to take something away too so it really makes you kind of blue sky yeah that's what i've been in the disadvantages of moving to a house is just like Stuff kind of just disappears, you know. Mm -hmm. Like we moved into our house in one afternoon. Yeah, because like, it was. Because we had like, easy, no, it was yeah. like two hours, and we were done. I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> That's funny. And so, like, 
stuff just kind of like, you know, you don't realize, you're not aware of like what you're holding on to and what you have. And um, I kind of miss that, like sort of regularly taking inventory of like what was in our lives and making sure that it was the most important thing and it belonged there and we were using it. Like everything had purpose and meaning. It's forced intentionality, right? Yeah, like, you, you choose it. To... Yeah, because there's a like, cost to carrying everything. And so what you appreciate everything and you only have what you appreciate. Definitely. What else about an RV? There's, you know, the mobility that was fun for a while, traveling. And for sure. Around. I mean, I think going away from that being like in the park, just it, it was like, you know, like we have neighbors now, but there's a, more of a closeness to, you know, you're living 30 feet away from somebody and like, yeah. You're outside more just because that's kind of your your space and you just naturally see and engage um, with other people more often. Um, something you kind of lose when you're yeah. in a, a slightly bigger space. And and you're more interdependent because you have fewer things, right? You're like more dependent on your neighbors for things like, I don't, you know, I don't have this thing. Let me like go ask and see if somebody else does. There's like more of a sharing and community mm -hmm. mentality. And then I think because you're living kind of alternatively or different, that also builds rapport. Like there's just this natural shared foundation that you have with everybody because you're living in an atypical way. Right. So you have some like, yeah, just some sympathy and appreciation, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> black tanks and whatnot. Okay, so talking about black tanks, <laughs> what are the disadvantages of living in an RV? <laughs> disadvantages of an RV. RVs weren't really built to live in, so like the quality is not there of everything, you know, it's sort of like meant... Um, you know, a weekend here and there, yeah. my, you know, it's not like day in and day out, the doors, the drawers, like that stuff is really quality. Um, and you feel like you're kind of sometimes in like a depreciating asset, you know, like over time it's getting weaker. <laughs> There's like a, frig it's like a fragility, I think, to living in a vehicle and something that's like on wheels and made of fiberglass. The only thing that ever stood out to me really was just like, you have less things, but at the same time, like you are trying to maximize your space. And so, you know, there were moments where like, you know, you want to get something out of a drawer and it's like, you got to pull two, three other things out in order to get that one thing. Right. And that was, you know, that you know, and the black tank, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And people emptying their black tanks as you're going around the park. You know, you get like the whiff of sewage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, they're, you know, those are things that aren't you know the best, but you know, do the you know the highs like offset the lows? I think so. You know, I think that like you know, there's definitely something you said about less stuff. And even if, you know, the small amount of stuff you have is, is cluttered, it's it's still not as cluttered as most houses get, you know, <laughs> so. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Not that many disadvantages. I guess just like there's nowhere, in, in Los Angeles it's hard because there's not places that you can go. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you think like one of the main benefits of living mobile is you can be part of the land and like have access mm -hmm. to all the outdoors and stuff. And then there's just no, there's kind of like an anti-RV sentiment in Los Angeles. You know, it's seen as like not 
quality. You can't like park your RVs like you know in front of people's houses or driveways. Like LA had up until maybe like a year or two laws against access accessory dwellings yeah. and people being able to like live in RVs in people's backyards because like you know they think it'll reduce property values and stuff. Um, so I think there's just this um, contradiction of having a housing crisis and needing people to live small and also like you know wealthy people wanting to protect property values laws and policies around like a minimum square footage of places you know there's just like there's a little bit of a disconnect i think between the reality and like some of the the policy making um and that meant that we were paying a lot of rent you know not a ton of rent in comparison but a lot of rent you know um just to live you know in a place that was you know <laughs> yeah, it's like not super well maintained uh, always, and you know. Um, anyway, but I think that's a California specific thing. I bet living in an RV yeah. somewhere that had more space and less of a housing crisis mm -hmm. um, might be a little bit different. You could get more yeah, land. And... I will say, California or like you know the Southwest, like the heat. Yeah, you know, there's that the two months, two months of the year where all your blinds are shut, all your blinds are shut, and your AC unit just can't keep up with uh, can't keep up with 100, 110 degrees, and so you know you're just like, don't let that cold air out. Yes, <laughs> kind exactly. Of, yeah, you know, those things were you know, and those, you know they're, they're, they're not they're not quiet either. You know, yes. so when you got those things running full blast. Yeah, you know, 24/7. Good thing yeah. you know our, you know the place we stayed at covers electricity because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then if you're not stationary, I'd say the other downside in RV is just like um, gas mileage and mm -hmm. like consumption of gas. You know to pull it. Yeah, pull I can imagine away. you know pulling one now. With gas, gas like double the price. You know. Oof. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. It's just like you're kind of trying to live like more sustainably, less of a footprint, like you know, more green. But then you're just like burning through gas to move anywhere. So right, that right. was hard for us too. Yeah, that's another reason we stopped traveling. Yeah. Honestly, it was, it was expensive. Yeah, well, too much gas. Yeah, <laughs> and well, I know that you guys are no, or I think I know <laughs> that you remodel the first one from we, all the options that you have why did you decided to go that way we thought this was our the rv was a trial run to a tiny house so we we really wanted a tiny house and we were thinking about designs and looking at plans yeah. and then we're like the cost of a really nice tiny house is kind of equivalent to yeah. like a small home and we don't know what we need in a small place like what kind of functionality like what things are important to us and not so we decided we wanted to try an RV. So we went with just like the cheapest way. We're also um, a practice like being debt free. Like we won't, we won't go into debt over anything except for the mortgage <laughs> now. But, but that part of our life, we had no debt. And so it was like, what could we pay cash for? And so it was sort of, you know, a very cheap option for us um, in the beginning. No, like one bedroom kind of in the back with like an accordion door, yeah. one slide out. Yeah. Um, and that's what we started with. And we had Mari and it was me and Shep. Um, and uh, we, re we sort of redid it. We redid the floors, painted yeah. everything white. What, why did you customize it? What was the need? What did you want to change? Okay. It was very outdated. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was, it was like, a 2008. Am I? 
I think that's the year. The yeah, model. but they just don't make them. Well, they don't make them bright. You know, like there's like I don't know what the maybe they do now. Maybe like that has kind of come into into fashion. But I think that they um, they're all you know for the most part you know different shades of brown and you know just not our style. <laughs> you know. And the Shaper. furniture had already kind of been swapped out a little bit. So we had to make the furniture work for us, like a couch mm -hmm. and more of like a real dining room table that we could all eat at. So yeah, I mean, knowing that we were going to permanently live in it, we just wanted to, to feel like more of a home. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can be really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, you know, we chose this life. We, you know, want it to be a positive thing. And so just putting some white paint on the wall. Is like the best thing ever. Although painting an RV is not like painting oh, a man, bedroom in a house. Like why? Every, much different. Every square inch, there's like something. You look ever look at go home and look Corner. at the wall. Like there's a window, there's a some kind of edge, like whatever. It's not straight, and so just like taping off everything and like oh, you can't just run a roller no, like this. You know, it's, it's like it's not like an hour for a wall. It's like you know a day. You know, right. not yeah. more. We and never even finished the paint job. We got as far as we could possibly go, and then we were like, "Whatever, the bathroom doesn't need to. <laughs> no one can see this part." <laughs> um, and then, but yeah, it was—it's scary. I've never done any kind of reno like that, so to tear out like a dinette and stuff, mm -hmm. you're like, "Ooh, tear out the carpet, put in flooring." Luckily, it wasn't like it really. You know, we bought some some flooring that you kind of like, kind of sticks down, and it actually like. Felt like it looked, you know, nice and you know yeah. it was functional and it lightweight. Was it wasn't like you know some heavy, heavy type of flooring. And um, yeah, yeah, I think it turned out well for for what we were trying to do. Yeah, it was beautiful. We loved that first one. And then we just um, when I found out I was pregnant with James, we thought, okay, now we can't like all of us can't live in this. How how big was that one? I don't know, it was like 200 square feet or something like that. It was 30 um, feet long and maybe like 250 or 30. Yeah. Like that. And um, so we were looking at buying a house then. We're like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to have two kids now. So we started to go out and look and it just wasn't, <laughs> we couldn't believe like what the prices were for what you could get and still really did love like living in an RV mm -hmm. and RV community and all of that. So then we just decided to get a bigger, a bigger RV <laughs> instead of getting a house. Yeah. So then we got <laughs> extra room and we got the ridiculous kind, you know, yeah. that's like four slide outs or something like that. Two beds. Four slide outs. Yeah. <laughs> like a house on wheels. Yeah. basically. Yeah. And that was the best. That yeah, was so was... great. And now, yeah, my dad lives there. Yeah. Like we love that thing and he loves it. And, Right size for him too, I think, you know, just like. Probably more than he needs, you know. But it but was I, great for us. For four people, we never, like, we don't need any more size than this. Mm -hmm. It was like we had a living room, kids had space, like, we, I worked from home. I had an office space. Yeah. We had our bedroom. I was like, this is as much space as we'll ever need. But, um, and what was the moment when you say, like, okay, today we start looking for a house, or how was the yeah the transitional moment? Yeah. So the main reason that we didn't buy a house was I, um, I work remotely, and so we had the options open to us to live anywhere in the world. And I didn't think we were going to live in Santa Clarita. I thought we maybe could, but I had other ideas in my mind, like Utah or Montana. 
Um, so we took this road trip when I was on my maternity leave with James and we went through all those places. We did this big loop like through Yellowstone and back through the Pacific Northwest and basically saw all the places that were on my list and traveling with two kids in that process clarified for us that you know, national parks and outdoors and stuff are wonderful as adults when you want to go like backpacking and mountain climbing and, you know, rock climbing and stuff like that. But when you have two young kids, it's not practical. And especially to be so far away from home, like those things wouldn't really be available to us. It's not like we could just like take off for a week and go backpacking through the mountains. Like we have two kids. So it, it sort of clarified for us, like there are certain things we need. Family is super important. And then access to museums and things that kids love. So then we got back from that road trip and basically like we're committed to living in Santa Clarita. Like it were like the most important thing on my list of where in the world I wanted to be is near my mom. Um, yeah. For emotional support she provides me and for like the love that she provides our kids and the childcare and all that stuff. And so we came back from that like mm -hmm. month long trip and we were like, okay, we're living here. Went on the market like Wednesday and by the following Monday we had our offer accepted on the house it was like immediate oh my god yeah because we had sort of been preparing like we've been financially preparing we like knew at some point we were gonna do it but we just couldn't we just didn't know we where, didn't know where yeah. it was like that was a really and, hard question yeah so in some ways we had been looking at houses for many years and then in some ways it was like a really quick decision when decision. we finally did it yeah wonderful adventure yeah. Do you, because many people leave, kind of go back to live in RVs. I mean, go back. I mean, no, people didn't, don't, didn't do what you guys did. But uh, when they are retired and things yes. like that, uh, do you see yourself like later in life? Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think like a little, like a, a sprinter van. Yeah, we're ready for like our camper van already. Like, <laughs> like you know, something that like you're not... To me, it'd be something that it's not like this this big mass that you're trying to like, you know, you're, you're going there to like enjoy the outdoors and enjoy where you're at. You know, you don't, you don't need this giant thing that you're lugging around and, you know, minimize that as much as possible and make the drives, make, you know, you know, getting to where you want to go the as easy as, as possible and then enjoy it while you're there. Yeah, we'll be back in some kind of, some kind of an RV Soon. situation within the next year or two like that will be part of our life again for sure yeah i i love it we like got the bug and yeah and then we, we there's just like a coherence to to living you're sort of like living in a values-based way at least we were you know and things just start to work harmoniously like like i was saying before like less footprint more financial freedom, more time on what matters, like more clarity on what matters, more time with others, more time in the outdoors. Like, you know, you feel like there's a purpose to your, the way that you're living, mm -hmm. you know, um, and makes you want to, you know, makes you want to live even more sustainably and even greener and compost and all the things. And so I miss that. I miss that feeling of like waking up every day, just knowing we're making, we're not doing like the normal thing by choice. Like there's, re there's a reason that we're living this way. Um, and just like the intentionality and pride that comes with right. living like that. We miss right. that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, and now Mari's a maximalist. We can't get her to get rid of anything. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
But I think kids are naturally like that, you know, like they yeah. are, they all want more and more and more. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be like the world's most expensive toy, like handcrafted, you know, whatever. Or it could be just like something you get from a coin machine at yeah. the bowling alley and like she will cherish them both. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Do you always live only in RV parks? Would we always live? No, did you always? Um, Or did you? We did, like, we were traveling. So we never, like, stayed anywhere for sure, like, for a long time. But we did, Mm -hmm. um, we did national parks, free Bureau of Land Management um, land. We did Walmart parking lots for free. We did, you know, paid RV parks. Um, So we did a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We would have totally considered um, like land, like sharing land share or something. If somebody had some property. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Somebody was. We could have just squatted. (laughs) Well, you're you're paying. It's just a little bit. It's not like a established RV park. You know, you're still, you know, paying. Still have hookups and things like that. But yeah, like you know, I think that's kind of that was like initially like the the dream, the plan, Mm -hmm. right? Like you know, you do the RV tiny house on you know a, a plot of land and yeah um yeah that was the plan tiny just, house on land we own yeah, that was gonna know, be in a beautiful area right mm-hmm. that's kind of the idea yeah. we never even intended to live in an rv park and then when the pandemic hit you know things were shut down it didn't seem like it made a lot of sense to travel and then we just the like the community that formed yeah. around us you know, and having like our next door neighbor have a kid that was the same age as Mari and like watching them grow up together. And, um, it just felt like, Oh my gosh, there's this, this like beautiful thing here that we don't, that's like more important to us than anything. And so, um, I mean, there's definitely luck involved in, in, in finding that I'm sure like, you know, in terms of just, you know, neighbors, right. You know, if we, you know, if we had come in two days later and been put at a completely different mm-hmm. spot, you know, yeah. There's a chance that right. we wouldn't have, you know, stayed there, you know, during that time. It's just, right. you know, we we had good neighbors and that made a pretty big difference. No, I us. remember everybody talking about like I'm traumatized, the pandemia, I feel the anxiety, da, da, da. and at that time, that was ours. I was hearing from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And what I was leaving was like <laughs> this yeah. party every afternoon. And it's the best. I was yeah, like, I don't have to drive to work. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you have your like dance party. Yeah, that yeah. was such a fun time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just roll out of your place and, and the yeah. barbecues. Yeah, that was so nice. And the water wars and yeah. everything. You know? I traumatized your kid. No, Marcos <laughs> told me like what I want for my birthday is that someone is that is a lot of war that someone receives me like that. You know, he wants to set it up okay. again because he loved it. He <laughs> was so shocked and I was like oh, It was the uh the Nintendo Switch or whatever. It was a Nintendo was. Switch. As soon as he put it on the side he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just like it's a, that's a big thing, you know, when you're a kid that age. Totally. Like, that's your totally yeah. Important. Yeah. <laughs> But like Mari, um, Mari and baby David, like the bond that they have yeah. is like, she'll ne- I, she'll never have a childhood friend like that. Like when they're mm-hmm. together, there's just like, they'll sit next to each other and be so affectionate with each other in a way that she's not with any other kid. And it's cause they spent so much time together at such a formative yeah. age. Um, right. It's like so special. So 
yeah, we were very lucky for to meet you guys and connect with everybody and same. <laughs> yeah. Like any community, you know, there's just like there's just like a moment where everything, you yeah. know, feels right and mm. and then stuff yeah. transitions, people move away, right, you right, know, right. and you wait for that next beautiful window, but and I think we got really lucky with, you know, your dad moving into our exact same spot. Oh, you know, right. this week we didn't didn't have to move the RV at all and like just we can come over and still have, you know, that connection. Whether, you know, it's not nearly as often, you know, mm -hmm. as before, but it's still there. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. And what about your all RV still there or did you sell it? We or? sold it. Yeah. Sold it, yeah. yeah. When we thought well, there was a time where we thought we were going to live in ours and my dad was going to live in the old one. Mm -hmm. So we had been holding it on, holding Hold on, on to it, it for him. And then once we decided to move out, um, we were able to get, to pass that one on. And we thought, oh my gosh, is anyone want to buy this? Like we tore out all the stuff and we painted it, but. I guess like, you know, I, yeah, I, I put it on there for a relative, you know, I think at that time, uh, maybe it's still the case is like. Cars and RVs were just a demand like, big, huge demand, and like so they were selling you know, you know, at higher than average prices. And I guess I put it out there. Like I think within five days, I had wow. it. I had it sold. Yeah. And, yeah. How much did you sell it for? If it's not like we sold it at least seventy-five or I think seventy-five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I think we paid like eight or something for it. Or I think we paid eight, and I think I sold it for seventy-five hundred or something like that. I think that was a good deal, and I love how it looked. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was so nice. Like, you would walk in, you'd be like, oh. Just like, yeah, white and bright and, yeah. yeah. You have a nice Airstream, you know, they're made, like, higher quality, and they're, you know, they're well-designed. Yeah. But, like, the normal RV, you're like, oh, man, why is it so brown? <laughs> yeah, they brown? are awful. <laughs> yeah. The main reason I got an, an Airstream was because I thought RVs were ugly that I could never live in one yeah, yeah. that was the only reason why I ended up doing yeah that. <laughs> yeah it was tough it was tough in our bigger one to be like can I paint this no, like, no no we're not we're getting we're, we're just temporarily in here <laughs> so like, I really want to paint it I hate this yeah. brown the only thing we did to that was we put in a dishwasher we did I put in a dishwasher yeah <laughs> I was like I'm not cleaning bottles like and sanitizing them in the sink and then I you know, put on that, uh, that little foldable table for your, for your office. Oh yeah. He, he built me a, a foldable table. I looked out the window. I felt like I had the best office in the world. Like, a nice little view. <laughs> like I could shut the bedroom door. It was great. Nice. It really worked for us. And this was our interview with our lovely neighbors, Shep, Lauren, Mari, and Jane. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for being with us in one more episode of A House in the Air. This show is produced by me, Paola Escobar, with music of Martina Jordan. See you in the next one.